Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, a quick recap of a glorious nine days in Scotland, playing some of the finest and most historic links in the game of golf. Andy Poland joins me. He helps fill in some gaps on what I missed in sports last week. Spoiler alert, it wasn't much. All that plus the horrors of international travel know no bounds. Your 35-minute bonus edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, June 26, 2023. Thank you for downloading. It is great to be back. What a trip. What a trip. What a trip. Many of you are eagerly awaiting some deets, as the kids say, on my goth trip with 11 other intrepid middle-aged linksmen. Well, mostly middle-aged. There was one kid on the trip, which was a graduation present. Very cool. That his dad gave him this grad present to come on this trip. But uh, many of you do not like golf. You hate it. 
I encourage you to hit fast forward 10 minutes. I promise just 10. And then we'll get on to Andy Poland. I wasn't on social media, hardly at all. A couple postings on Instagram. My Instagram account is at Zabe as well. Trying to get my gram game going. Seems like a more friendly place. There doesn't seem to be as many people that want to argue with you all the time. And it's just a quick little place to go, hey, here's a photo of something I did. You might have done a similar thing, but yeah, concert, picnic, ball game, golf round, vacation. Yeah, there you go. Take a look. Here I was. Went to this place. It was fun. Nice. Okay. I'm glad I went on social media because (laughs) I posted as we were done with the trip, sitting there in the airport waiting to go. I posted a simple tweet saying, golf remains the greatest game ever invented. A lifetime of memories and new relationships, new friendships to enjoy for years or something like that. I put up four picks and it was done with it. And of course, somebody had to reply on Twitter, agree to disagree. (laughs) This is just my personal opinion that I love golf and all that it entails. (laughs) I'm not looking to argue. Okay, pal? Agree to disagree. Not the greatest game ever. Okay, fine. Somebody else, get this, and I won't name him, emailed me. I got an email. Literally two minutes after I made that post, mocking me for claiming golf was the greatest game ever invented. Oh, boy. Like I said, I was glad I was not on social media this week. I just sometimes do not understand people. But hey, whatever, man. Golf is great because it teaches you things. It has lessons for life and opportunities to better understand the human condition and elements of it embedded in the pursuit of a little white golf ball. And the social compact with your fellow man becomes strengthened as you play the game and you meet people and go places. If you just open your eyes to see them, these secrets, these nuggets of life will reveal themselves. And that was true on this trip. Things like perseverance. You know, golf is a game of perseverance when you're playing like shit. And when you're playing like shit and you've anticipated this trip for years now, because we had it planned for 2020. We, we, we planned it in late 2018. It was supposed to go off in 2020. Pandemic plus other delays. Five years in the making. You're playing like ass, spending a shit ton of money. You got to persevere. You got to find a way through. You got to find a way to keep a stiff upper lip and a chin high element to it. That's what golf does. It gives you the chance to understand lessons about things like humility and selflessness. Being able to Root for your fellow man. You're playing like shit, but hey, Glennie, great shot, bro. How'd you do that? You have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have to be able to manage your own expectations. One thing I've learned is if you keep your expectations low, a low bar in expectations, the lower the bar, the easier it is to hop right over it. You put the bar of expectations way up here, 
as if you are Dick Fosbury in the high jump, chances are you ain't going to clear that bar most of the time. And gratitude, simple gratitude. Golf, for me, allows that and helps facilitate simple gratitude. We got such great weather. Only four total holes in which I wore my rain suit. Two holes in which I had the brawly or umbrella out. And out of 180 holes, that is phenomenal. But many of the days, I kept looking around going, guys, look at this day. We even got the best weather day on the last day at Carnoustie. And the wind laid down and the sun shone and it was amazing. So that's why I say golf is the greatest game ever. Talking to caddies was great as well. I had a guy at Troon, Clark Ingram, who is pretty much a pro jock, had caddied for one of the big Scottish pros whose name I've forgotten. I'd have to look it up. You wouldn't know, but he's been in a number of high-level competitions, including the U.S. Open and others, British Open as well. Great guy who said he felt like the vaccine knocked his immune system out of whack. He was dragging when he caddied for me, but he wanted to be out of bed at least and get out and do something. And who was I to argue with that? Certainly plausible, but very funny, great caddy. I had my best round of the week there, 77. Pretty good, huh? I just got D's at Carnoustie, spelled D-E-S. So I was like, Dez? Because he had his name on his caddy bib. He was 64 years old, a retired mechanical engineer. But it was a Scottish 64, so he looked a lot, quite a bit older. Another 10 years older. You know, hard living, hard working. But the most pleasant of dispositions. And a local in Carnoustie his whole life, born and raised, still lives there. Didn't walk great. His left knee had a sleeve on it. I said, are you going to get that replaced soon or has it been replaced? And he goes, ah, you know, maybe we'll see. (laughs) And he was wonderful. Couldn't really understand half of what he said. His reads on the greens were, I don't know. I just kind of ignored him after a while. Not that he didn't have some local knowledge, but I could read the greens. They were not that tough. Great with the yardages though. Kept up Wonderful company. We had great conversations about life, me and caddies, all the way around. God, what a trip it was. And most importantly, all the guys on the trip got along great, which is incredible because only four of us all knew each other prior to going on this trip. There was a few other connections, one-to-one here, one-to-one there, but otherwise, pretty much eight newbies. The father-son combination, there was a brother act in there, but everyone got along great, which is not easy because, oh my God, it, we had a lot of situations come up, as you can expect. Nine days, bus rides, hotels, check in, check out, shit going sideways. My guy, Jimmy Bonahum had his clubs not get on the bus when we left the old course hotel to go play Kings Barnes. Luckily, it was only 15 minutes away. We note we realized once we got there, we're like, shit, hey, bus driver, you got to go back and get those. I was furious at the new bus driver, Mike, nice guy, 
we switched bus drivers midway through. He was like, nope, I put all 11 bags on. <laughs> like saying to myself going, 11? Bro, <laughs> who goes with 11 guys? But, you know, he didn't really know golf. And honest mistake, the bag was not close to the bus. Luckily, we averted that. But nobody lost their minds. We got along great. And everybody played all 180 holes, which is no small feat because guys like John Dunphy, owner of the Bull in Sheboygan, had an ankle that had been replaced less than a year ago. Did have to use a cart about 30 to 40% of the time, had a medical clearance to do so. But he was a complete soldier. My man, Big Dave, the big cactus from uh, Surprise, Arizona, had a blister open up on his foot that looked like he stepped on an IED. It was, oh my God. Walked the whole way. Didn't complain once. My man, Sean Dooley, the leprechaun. Short, red hair, Irish, loves to drink. Had a lot of good shots out there, a lot of bad shots. He had a knee replaced within the last year. Something went bad with his other ankle during the trip. He did have to take a cart one round, but he never complained and played every hole of this trip. And everyone got along great. And everyone was, everyone, there was guys picking up checks at dinner. Uh, My man, Paul Ein, capital I, as I call him, brought blister pads, the best Band-Aid brand blister band-aids ever. He researched them online because he got a blister saying, what are the best blister band-aids? He bought them special, brought them with him on the trip, was handing them out left and right. Everybody chipped in. That's what made me the happiest. So I said four holes of rain suit wearing. I lost seven golf balls total. I thought I'd lose way more. My over-under was estimated at 23 and a half. The caddies were very good. You could find a lot of the balls as long as you didn't hit them too far into the gunch. I only had two real club throws, which I was disappointed in myself for doing so. But one time, it was with the caddy at Kingsbarn who was just a turd. (laughs) Young guy. Not really into caddying. He's going to law school. Didn't want to do it. I was having to walk to him to give him my driver after hitting it wasn't even a matter of bad yardages, bad reads. It's like, okay, I'm paying you 100 pounds to carry the bag. Could you please come take the driver out of my hand? Don't make me go look for you to do that. And I was playing bad, and so I threw a bit of a tantrum. Here's what we played. Here's what I shot, and then we'll wrap it up. 78 at Glen Eagles, the PGA Centenary Course, where they held the Ryder Cup, which was really not in great shape because they had no rain for about a month, which was tough. The greens were soft and slow because they're protecting them. They have to, given the fact there is no rain. The course was very mellow. It was resort-ish. It's a Nicholas design. It looked great on the Ryder Cup highlights because it was in a, you know, it was early fall, so it was cold then, very green, and they had the thing tuned up nice and fast. But the best part of that was we were playing against other members of Glen Eagles. And this is where I can't thank my guy, Big Dave, enough because he's got a customer with FedEx, Stuart, who is a member at Glen Eagles who arranged this eight-on-eight match. Little, you know, two-on-two, two-man better ball match. Finished 2-2, so we're going to have to run it back in the States with these guys, which we're working on. 
Uh, Derek and I in our foursome got along quite well. We were laughing and joking. He uh, gave me a nip of his whiskey at the turn and it actually helped me. I made a birdie on him at 10. He's like, I shouldn't have given you the whiskey. Of course it wore off. I started playing bad again, but that was one of the great uh, times that we had, even though the course was, eh, you know, it's up in the country. It's not a Lynx course, but okay. Shot 82 at Robert the Bruce course at Turnberry. That's the B course, which has five kind of boring holes to start, five awesome holes along the ocean, and then about five more or six more. That's five, five, and five. That's 15. Carry the one divided by two is pi. Uh, regulation round is 18 holes. You do the math on that. It's about a third really good holes. The others are just kind of whatever. The next day at the championship course at Turnberry, which is my favorite, that was my number one ranked course, is my number one ranked course of all of these. Didn't play well, shot 86. 82 at Prestwick, which is the original home of the Open Championship. 84 at Muirfield, which was pure and minty and stuffy as it always is, but a great time. Threw a lot of shots there. Shot 77 at Troon, best round of the week. 84 at uh, 78 at the old course. That was great because I birdied 18 on camera with my little pole that people were, I heard someone mock me from the railing of the edge of the 18th green because there was, you know, tourists kind of gather around there, watch groups coming in. But I buried this hooking 15-footer for birdie on 18. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Shoot 78, That's that. I'll take that. Kingsbarn shot 84. Two best rounds probably came on the hardest win day we had at Trump International and then Royal Aberdeen. That was a 27,000-step day, and it was brutal. And then 80 at Carnoustie. I had 80 at Carnoustie, which would have been a 77 easy, except for a meat pie triple on 11. Wait, what? Yeah, a meat pie triple. I'm playing great. I'm a couple over. We're through 10. And what do I decide to do? I decide to go to this halfway house that had a little meat pie, which is a snack they have over there. It's like a croissant, sort of an apple turnover. It's flaky, it's buttery, and it's got meat inside of it. Some chopped up sausage or something. Delicious. And so I say, okay, fellas, Hold on a second. Let me hit my tee shot real quick. I want to go get a meat pie. So I jump to the front of the line, quickly set up, and pew, snap hook. Son of a bitch. Into the shit. Okay, relax. We'll hack it out. We'll make bow. You'll move on. Go get my meat pie. I'm eating my meat pie. Um, 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 um. Walking down the fairway, catching up a little bit because the halfway house was a bit of a walk behind. I go to hit my second shot out of the gunch. We find it after some looking. And I realized that my left thumb on my gloved hand is slipping. And I'm thinking, did I hold the meat pie in my gloved hand in my excited haste to eat the meat pie? Sure enough, I had. Did I take a moment to change gloves? No, because I was now rushing. I instead said, "Ah, I can hit it out of here. I'll deal with that later. Hit it, club slips, hooks it right into the gorse. Now I'm taking a drop. Next thing you know, triple. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Could have broke 70 at Carnoustie. Of course, Carnoustie was, or could have broke 80 at Carnoustie with a 77. Easy. Stead shot 80 on the number. Still pretty happy. Of course, Carnoustie was laying down. As one of our caddies said, this was Carnoustie with her pants down today. 
It was a great trip. Thanks to all the guys who came and jumped on board. And thank you for indulging me for, oh, God, 17 minutes. I'm sorry. 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 Did you really think I'd get eight days into 10 minutes? Eight days, 10 rounds into 10 minutes. And I tried to go as quick as I could. Coming up, Andy Poland will join us next. Get me caught up on all the sports. If there was any, I missed while we were in Scotland playing gaff. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, ALPHA, BRAVO, ECHO. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. I am not sure that I missed the slowest sports week of the entire calendar year while in Scotland, but I am pretty damn sure, Andy Poland, that I'm close. Did I miss anything, my friend? Well, the Wizards sort of took over, which was very bizarre. So <laughs> It was odd, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're making headlines... I guess you could make a case you missed a very slow week. Yeah, and a lot of stuff to talk about in the D.C. area. 
as well as some non-sports things to talk about. And I got to get your take, Andy, on this fakakta, horrible, homemade submarine tragedy that occurred at the Titanic. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was awful. You, you, uh, You taught me the word fakakta. Yeah, Vakakta is, uh, and, and James Cameron, who made the movie Titanic, you know, came out and said, oh, my God, I mean. What are you doing? They, yeah, the, the way they cut corners, it was, like, inevitable it was going to happen. It was just uh, terrible. Fakakta means what in Yiddish? Um, you know, Yiddish Messed words. Up? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's why I like them so much, because. They can mean a lot of things. Yeah, and they're so descriptive in the way that they're said. I mean, Yiddish is a combination of Hebrew and German. That's that's Ah, really what it is. I did not know that. Yeah, it was it was you know, and and the and the immigration here uh, from other countries uh, in the early part of the twentieth century. That's the language that they brought with them. Yeah, well, so you're a guy that has no problems. When it comes to something where you're like, nope, not interested in doing that at all. Right. And I would say paying any amount of money, paying 10 bucks to go down to the bottom of the ocean to take a look in the dark with a flashlight at the Titanic remains, you wouldn't do that for 10 bucks, much less a quarter of a million dollars, much less in a submarine controlled by a fucking Game Boy. No, yeah, you know, no, in a million years, no. The technology that we have in 2023, why is it necessary for human beings to go down there to see that? Can't we just send down, I don't know, uh, machine-operated... Yes, uh, we, and, and, yeah, they, and they've done that. They've sent, they've sent unmanned subs down there. They have yeah. sent manned subs down there. James Cameron, as you said, has been down there like 20 times. And yeah. and he, he was like, yeah, this was bound to happen. This yeah. reminds me of when Shanahan screamed to the refs, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I my God. There, but yes, I, I get your point. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I, I mean, a horrible way to die, to know that something had gone wrong. You're in that tube with like five other people. And it's like, oh, crap. Looks like there's a problem, and this thing is going to implode like a fat guy sitting on an empty beer can. Right. You're, you're, in, you're in the 1% of the 1% that can afford to shell out $250,000 for that, and that's what you do with it? You know, Give it to charity. Do something worthwhile. My God. <sighs> well, rest in peace. Sorry about that. And then I guess there was like a near coup in Russia, apparently. Yeah, it lasted less than 24 hours, but the uh, the Wagners, uh, they they came at Russia and then retreated uh, rather quickly. <laughs> what the fuck, man? And yeah. I guess that war is still going on, huh? Yes, it is. Yes, unfortunately, it are is. You, are you seeing many Ukraine flags anymore in bios or in yards? How is it out you there know, in the People's Republic of Montgomery County? Because support for, for Ukraine was pretty high early on, but shit, it's been a year now. I know. I, I Look, I don't really, I, I don't remember seeing any at all. Uh, I guess there have been some out there, but okay. not, they're not in my consciousness, no. Yeah, I hear you on that. Anyway, on to the sports. So I missed seeing the finish of the Open live. 
the o- U.S. Open Championship, which Rory once again a bridesmaid. Uh, this time it was um, oh god, I, I can't believe I'm spacing on his name here. If you don't know him, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch it at all from the L.A. Yeah. Country Club, and what did you think from last week? Because it, it we stayed up till one thirty out there, but only mm-hmm. made it to like the fourteenth hole. Oh, Wyndham oh. Wyndham Clark, the hotel guy. Right, right. You see, now the, his highest finish in the seven majors he's been in before was like seventy fifth. Yeah, no, and, uh, he, very talented player, but had some yeah. personal troubles. Didn't right. deal with, I think, the death of his mom or his dad. Uh, dove into the alcohol, came out of that, and just went balls to the wall and held off Rory on Sunday. Yeah, twenty nine years old. I mean, I, I remember seeing Rory here at the U.S. Open in 2011, just run away with it. I mean, yeah. he, he, what, he finished like 11 under. Um, and yeah, and, and then he won like two or three more times over the next couple of years. And you thought it would and, just keep on coming, keep on coming. It's been a, a whole know, bunch of near misses ever since. One of the guys in our group said, why doesn't Rory win more of these? And I said, because golf is hard. And there's is. a shit ton of good players out there. Right. I mean, remember the time, well, the time, but the, the era where we said, ah, Phil, never going to win a major. What's he want? Five? Yeah. You know? So six. So that, more, that's more it, than that. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that was the uh, start of the week. And then this week we had the Wizards pulling off some trades before the draft on Thursday or during the draft. Because I'll be honest, by Thursday of this week, we were so neck deep in golf and travel and packing up, new hotel, going here, doing this. I barely even paid any mention of it. I know that Wembyana went to the Spurs as expected. Right. Well, I mean, it, it started last weekend with, as our friend Tom Lavero calls him, transparent Ted, who <laughs> a year ago, a year ago, not only gave Bradley Beal a, a good guard, but not, I wouldn't say, uh, the elite of the elite guards, a max contract and made him only the 10th player in NBA history, the only player in the league, including LeBron James, to have a no-trade clause in his contract. And he explained it in his typical arrogance with, we now have a partnership so that anybody who wants to come here and play with Bradley Beal knows that we are partners with him. And then a year later, they go, oh, oh, oh Ted, <laughs> new collective bargaining agreement coming. You got a mess on your hands here. So they traded him away to the Phoenix Suns for a ham sandwich. Yeah, and, they took and, on and, Chris Paul, who has yeah. got one good year, one sort of good year left in that body, maybe. He's constantly in the shop for repairs. Yeah. Well, and, he was never going to play here anyway. That, oh, that I was going to say, is that gonna, he's going to be waived? No, he's already been traded. He was oh, he has? Yeah, he was <laughs> See, traded. I literally I landed three hours ago, and I'm getting no. caught up on everything. All right. He was so, traded to Golden State for Jordan Poole. You know, oh, oh, that was part of it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got some more homework to do before my morning show tomorrow, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, so they bring in Jordan Poole, who had a dud playoff uh, right. for the Golden State Warriors. He's young, but he's expensive. And they got pretty much nothing around them. They got a whole shit ton of draft picks, right? Right, right, right. Now, they, they have a new regime here. There's, there's, a, there's a new uh, general manager. There's a new president. And there's a new guy named Schlenk who looks for the players. Schlenk. <laughs> <laughs> and so, this, so they are going to stink 
for the next three years. Stink badly. And Ted, who said he would never tank, is diving deep. Diving deep. Let's let's talk about our friend Ted, because the, the whole no trade thing with Bradley Beal was completely insane. I yeah. said before that they signed him to this deal that they should have traded him, even though Beal's like, no, I want to stay here, and they liked him. I'm like, what are you doing? You don't have a team around him. You got him, and that's pretty much it. You thought you had a team with Wall and Beal, but then Wall expired on you and then became pretty much unplayable. So get out of the Beal deal and start over, hit the reset. But you said, Ted claims, I'll never do a full-on tank job. Well, here well, we he are. He is now. He yeah, is he is now. now. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're, they're going to take on. Bad contracts, get draft picks along with it. And, you know, there is still there's a salary cap and there's a salary floor. So even though, you know, a guy like Poole is making a lot of money, they kind of need that. They need to have some of those <laughs> They need someone there. to float the the, seal, the floor up to right. a minimum level. Right, right, right. So they, they do it. But, I mean, it, it, it was inevitable that this was going to happen. And, and you know, Christoph Porzingis, who, by the way, goes to Boston, if you missed that, too. Oh, I missed uh, everything. I got yeah, a lot of catching up to do, a lot of homework. Yeah, yeah so he, he's gone, too. And, uh yeah, I mean that they they were going to have a big three last year, and they were a big dud. They didn't make the playoffs, so here we are. All right, so let's count up the local teams in DC that you are tasked with covering. You've mm-hmm. got the Nationals in the middle of what is going to be a two or three year walk in the woods, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You've got the Redskins. Excuse me, the Commanders without a quarterback and a lame duck coach because the ownership is not yet final but should be soon oh yeah that's another thing that happened uh there was a report uh either thursday or friday that june 20th is going to be the vote by the rest of the owners and it could be unanimous that the uh that the new group is going to be approved josh harris is okay but 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 this is not going to be a good year for the command. Yeah, it's a good year because Danny's gone. A- everything else is secondary. <laughs> okay, but you're not expecting much out of the team. Not nah, with I mean, Sam it, Howell as your starter. Not with I mean, Teddy Bridgewater it, lurking in the background, right? Well, if if Sam not t- Teddy Bridgewater, it's uh oh, it's uh, the other uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> They're interchangeable. Sorry. So, you know, that's uh, that's so racist of me. Interchangeable <laughs> affable black backups. Well, yeah. Which and, which and, but, black backup do we have, Bridgewater or Brissett? They're both Brissett. B names. It's Jacoby Brissett. Theoretically, they could win eight or nine games. Theoretically, okay. Yeah. And, but that's it. That's, yeah, that's the that's, that's the ceiling. You think? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then the hockey team, they sold off all of their parts prior right. to the season ending and missed the playoffs. Right. But now they've also got two years of Alex Ovechkin chasing Wayne Gretzky. So it's a, a rebuild and it's a uh let's make sure that he gets the uh gets the goal record in the next two years. So it's sort of like uh two years of the Bruce Smith sack coin chase. Except but not but not say. as not as insulting to our intelligence because Ovi is beloved. Bruce Smith was like, okay dude, whatever. Uh, and I would say that the all time goals record is a little I, bit yeah, more I know. important. <laughs> Than the all-time sack record. I know because they didn't even keep track of sacks until 1982. I believe they started keeping track of goals around the turn of the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, if I may, Andy, looking back to when you and I started doing a show together in DC around 2000, would you not declare currently in DC sports 
the lowest of low tide that you have ever seen in 25 years? I have, I have done these, these, uh, these, these lists, these polls. I've, I've done these. And, you know, there was a period of time where we didn't have baseball at all. Um, there was a period of time when, let's see, the Redskins were good but missed the playoffs. I, I think the years were like 1989 and I want to say like 2007, something like that. They've been in that in this kind of position. And I would say because of the fact that we're getting rid of Danny, that it automatically moves this year up because this is the thing that everybody has been waiting for okay. for a long time. Okay, fair enough. But I think since 2000, since you and I first mm-hmm. started doing stuff together, there's never been all four pots that are cold as ice on yeah. the stove. We've had but, years in which the four pots were all boiling. They're right. ice cold right now with no guarantee of warming up or boiling even in the immediate future. In the immediate future, but at least the Wizards have gotten out of this mediocre spin cycle so that they can at least move to the direction of getting good. This is what right. you have to do with the NBA. right? Uh, and, and the Nationals, you know, the prospects may... <laughs> turn out to be good, and in three years, they might be a good team. They're also on the block, too, and Ted may wind up with them. Oh, my fucking God. By the way, Ted's a billionaire, so he's Mm -hmm. obviously smarter than you and I, but how can he be so fucking dumb at times? Like, the Bradley Beal thing is just beyond stupid, almost like he doesn't understand pro sports, and you wonder, how does he not understand pro sports owning two pro sports teams? Because he he always likes to think he's smarter than everybody, uh. and, and and because he was uh, involved in the floppy disks with AOL, and that was a huge <laughs> success. He thinks <laughs> everything else he does is smart too. Yeah, and then he talked this week about how the lease is coming up for oh, yeah. the Wizards. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah, he's he's threatening. Yep, he's. he's I he's, had no idea speaking of stadiums in the district, that this was even on the horizon for anybody. And it's like, what? He's yeah. he's saying things like, well, I'll be a free agent in five years and we'll have to see what happens. And there's cool. talk of moving to Virginia and getting out of D.C. And then there was the alarming note in the story I read that said, because D.C. is having troubles funding the police, they would used to have like 40 some odd cops around mm-hmm. the stadium on game days to make sure everything was nice for the visitors from the burbs. Now they're down to like seven and they're having to pay off duty cops to come in. I'm like, wow. Yeah. They've had a couple of shootings there, but what he, what he's trying to do, he's trying to shake down the city to see if they'll pay for all the improvements to the arena. You know, now, now Ted, remember when Ted was heavily involved in trying to get the Olympics to DC? Remember when that was going mm, on? Don't recall it, but I'm sure yeah. you do. Well, when was that? that? What year? That, well, I guess we were hopefully for 2016 or something like that. It goes back a ways when this effort was on. But what he wanted was the Olympics to build up a new practice facility. That's what that was all about. You know. Yeah. He, well, and I also was, think now that, you know, him as a fellow owner, is looking at the district who's trying to get control of the RFK site mm-hmm. to possibly get in business with Harris to get that new football stadium in the district itself. He's thinking, hey, I got to rush to the front of the line. If there's money being given out, we can't w- Once they start giving all the money 
to the yeah. football team, we're not getting shit. No, that's true. That's that's good business, I guess. And uh, but they're in a great location now. I'd hate to see them leave. And I was going to say, how would you feel if the hockey team and basketball team moved to Virginia? Well, uh, let let me give you a full disclosure here. <laughs> my, my family owns apartments in Roslyn, so <laughs> from, from, you would love it. So, from my my perspective, <laughs> yes. But but from a, a lifelong DC sports fan, I'd like to see the Wizards and Caps stay where they are. Wow. What if uh, what if they end up moving out of the district? So the so the basketball and hockey team is in Virginia. The yeah. football team is out in Maryland, still somewhere. You'd only have the baseball team actually in DC. Yeah, well, I, I, the football team is not going to stay where it is. I mean, that that just is not uh, not an but option. But they may stay, build stay. a new stadium in Maryland, nah, or I, I in Virginia. Could be Virginia, yeah. but but they got to be on a metro. It's got to be a lot. It's got no. It's just got to be a better situation. And from what I've heard from people I've talked to, that it is likely that they are going to make the deal where the district buys the federal land, and that's where the stadium is going to be built. Okay. I see where ESPN radio is getting another new morning show. Yeah, that seems to be deteriorating uh, very quickly. How many uh, combinations have they now cycled through since breaking up Golick and Wingo? Well, I'm uh, sorry. uh, Mike and Mike, Mike and Mike. They went Mike and Mike, and then it was Golick and Wingo, Mm -hmm. and then it was Zubin Mahenti. With right. Jason, no, was Jason Williams on it then? It was Zubin. Yeah, Jay Williams and uh, Keyshawn Johnson, right? And Keyshawn. And then, Max Kellerman has been thrown in there. Jay yep. Williams has been thrown in there. Now they're going to uh, unveil some new iteration, I guess, in the coming weeks. Yeah, well, they're going, it's it's money. I mean, I, they the report was that Keyshawn signed a four-year $18 million contract last year. What? <laughs> yeah. And and that Max is supposedly making $5 million a year. But they what? Br- they brought in Pat McAfee for something like $17 million, and he's going to fill the TV slot that Max has at 2 o'clock with this just in. His show is going to run like noon to 3, and he's going to drop S-bombs from what I understand. The only thing he's staying away from is F-bombs. We'll see how that works out. Right. Um, but but yes and uh, and so they'll they'll have they'll have some kind of combination of ex jock along with you know some uh, some radio guy and that'll be the morning show that's how that that's how that roll Mike Greenberg does a show from ten to twelve he's on it maybe thirty percent of the time he's never on unbelievable is ESPN radio effectively dead. I don't know, um, you know, but their their plan for what they had when they rolled it out 30 years ago is a lot different than it was now. And I believe they've sold off their O&O stations, the stations they own. Like, I don't, they don't have one in New York. They don't own the one in New York anymore, even though it's an it's affiliate. Uh, I don't know about L.A. and Chicago, but but that that's like they're, thing, it's like they're not even trying anymore. No, no, because because they're moving in the direction of podcasts, I guess. But the whole, the whole, and also the whole ESPN, where they were swimming in money twenty years ago, where they were getting you on both ends, the cable and the and the uh, advertising, with all the cord cutting that's going on, it's it's hurting them, and they can't spend the way they used to. It, you know, with the resources ESPN has, 
and the access to athletes and teams they have. If they just had somebody that got it when it comes to sports radio and said, and said, and said, look, I'm going to go hire radio guys who are going to cost at most a couple hundred grand a year, not four and five million. And we're going to get down and dirty and grimy. And there's going to be some controversies from time to time. They're going to rip teams and players and coaches, and they're just going to have to deal with it. But we're doing radio here, which is the barroom brawl of sports. And we're going to do it better than anybody because we're ESPN. We've got the resources. Let's go do it and make a shit ton of money and get a ton of clearances from coast to coast. Why didn't they do that? Well, I, I just don't think that stuff is available anymore. And and the other thing we both know from doing this a long time, both nationally and locally, is that really sports radio is local. It works best when it's local. There's never yeah. has there really ever been a, a successful national show. Yes, you could say Mike and Mike. But yes, they, they you could argue Patrick is a successful national yeah. radio show you could argue that lebitard had done the same thing before they got tired of him going off the reservation at espn yeah. you could say the same about jim rome even though he's not everybody's cup of tea i still think there's a place for a good old-fashioned radio show radio that's show not, that covers all the, the teams that's not the way they do it they, they don't want radio people there was a time when they had radio people tony on. bruno Colin, yeah, Tony Bruno, Colin Calvert. Um, they had uh, John Stashauer is a right. veteran radio guy. He had a show. Uh, John Kincaid, who's in Philadelphia. These are radio guys. And then they said, nope, anybody who's on the air hosting a show has to be on television. Well, okay, so you it, just as if you would hire radio people to do television, they probably wouldn't be that great at it. And television people doing radio – that's not that, and, and they're not even that interested in it. They're just doing it yeah. so they can move up the TV chain, and that's what you get. And and so you know you reap what you sow. Yeah. Anything else from the week that I missed? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. The uh, you know, I mean, nothing really NFL wise that was that was any big. Nah, it's it's it, it was it's dead. except for the Wizards taking over the headlines. It was a pretty dull week. Oh, I, I did see Victor Wembayana's photo with Tim Duncan. Yep. David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, and Sean Elliott, some of the greatest of the greats in Spurs basketball history. And you had to squint to go, wait a minute, that's Tim Duncan right now? And then you said, wait a minute, David Robinson, who's seven foot one, looks like a shrimp compared to Victor Wembiana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy that's, that's- cow, is this kid huge? He's he's well. He's tall. I don't know about huge, but he's tall. He's tall. And and hopefully he's going to be flexible. But you know we've seen these big guys, and it's a little bit different from playing you know thirty games a year to eighty games a year. And we'll see if they hold up. But yes, he he is the most hyped prospect since LeBron. No question about it. What do they say on draft night on TV about Wembyana? Oh, you know, Jay Billis, you know, throwing bouquets at him. All no, nobody said, "Ho, ho, ho!" I'm not so sure. Maybe we should take somebody else at number one. Yeah. No. And then there was the uh, the, the similar skinny kid uh, Chet Holmgren, who got yeah. hurt before he played last year. So he'll have two big, Pre-season. tall, skinny guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, didn't play at all. Right. All right. What do you got planned for the summer? 
Uh, make my trip to Vermont. I don't know. Do a few things around the house. Uh, be a grandpa. Nothing. Nothing major. Not going mm-hmm. to Europe or, 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 or playing golf in Scotland. <laughs> party. You want to come to my house to blow your fingers apart with fireworks illegally on the Fourth of yeah. July? Uh, absolutely. I don't even go to fireworks anymore. I watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that is peak Andy Polly. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. Good to be back in the states. Thanks, pal. Isaac, take See care. That is peak Andy. God bless him. And you know what? When it comes to not wanting to go places, I definitely understand the sentiment. Because when we checked in at the Edinburgh airport this morning, I think it was this morning as I record this on Sunday night. Yes, it was. It took one hour and 13 minutes in a switchback line just to check in and check our bags. There was no curbside. There were no kiosks. You could just quickly scan and tag your own bags and then drop them off at the counter. Oh, no, no, no. Hour and 13 minutes. It really made me think, you know what? I, uh, I, I don't really care to travel by air for quite some time, even to go on the most amazing of vacations, like the one that we had. It took so much out of me. And here's the funniest thing. I had a direct flight, me and two other guys, direct flight from Edinburgh to Dulles, and it left within 20 minutes of being perfectly on time, got there on time because I guess they gunned it. Oh, yeah, side note. Halfway through the flight, I peeked, I wasn't on the window seat, but I was in the aisle, and I peeked out through the half-open window of the woman next to me, and I see some white things down in the ocean. I'm like, those icebergs? What the fuck? And then I see the coastline of the most amazing mountainous and snow-covered landmass I've ever seen. I said, where are we? Did we fly over the North Pole? So I punched up the map on the seatback TV, and sure enough, it was Greenland. Not Iceland. Iceland is the nicer of the two. Someone once said, or I heard from somewhere, somehow, that someone named them opposite to try to trick people. Oh, I hear Greenland's really nice this time of year. I'm going to go. <laughs> Joke's on you. It's covered in snow all year long. Iceland is supposedly great. I only stayed there. I, only, I was only there for an hour once on a layover going to Scotland the last time I went in 2018. But it was trippy as hell to see that pop up in late June out my, outside my airplane window. So I'm looking at the path our plane took, and I'm thinking, that doesn't look like a direct shot over to us. And it dawned on me that maybe because of the curvature of the earth, it is a direct shot to cut over. Or is it possible they fly that way, which is a bit out of the way, just because you nick Iceland, where if you had an emergency, you could land. And then it's not too far of a jump to get to like Nova Scotia in case you had another, I I don't know. But then I thought, well, when we went to Africa, we went straight across the Atlantic. These planes, thank God, are built to rarely, I mean rarely, go down in the open ocean. Imagine if they did go down in the open ocean on a more regular basis. <laughs> that put a real curb 
on international travel. But I digress. Our, my little meager one hour and 13 minute torture in line was nothing compared to several of our guys on the trip back. One of our guys, John Dunphy, got stuck in Toronto on the tarmac for three and a half hours and found out his golf bag didn't even make it because of thunderstorms in Chicago. Whoops. Two of our people, and actually four of our people, were flying Aer Lingus, and they were told, yeah, they had like an 11.30 flight. By 3.30 in the afternoon, Aer Lingus told them, hmm, we're not going to have a flight today. Go get a hotel room. Come back tomorrow. So they're leaving Monday. And one guy has been told, nah, it might be Tuesday. Does Aer Lingus have that bad of a reputation? And two of the four guys that flew Aer Lingus had a problem coming over and they missed the first day of the trip. I don't know, man. On the one hand, I do like travel. On the other hand, I say to myself, do you really want to roll the dice on it? Because so many things can and will go wrong. Luckily for me, nice clean flight over, nice clean flight back, no bogeys, no doubles, no three putts, no shanks, no problem. Good to be back. Voice is a little bit beat up. I'm obviously behind on all the deets of what happened because I thought Chris Paul was going to actually play for the Wizards. I guess I should unorder or return that Chris Paul Wizards jersey I got on NBAShop.com. Just kidding. I didn't get anything on that stupid site. Anyhow, thanks for listening. Good to be back in the States, ready to get after it in the doldrums of summer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.